This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. And sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Julie tells their stories to help you find hope, inspiration, and direction to show how the saints discovered and accomplished God's mission for their lives. Spiritual maturity has nothing to do with age. I'll give you an example and ask you a question. Would you or I face our greatest fear and endure that in order to join our suffering to Jesus on the cross to save souls? Would we do it? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I would, but I know that Jacinta Marto did. She was one of the, the, the three children of Fatima. She was the youngest. And she was very young when she died, nine years old. But Mary had told her and her brother, Francisco, she told them that she would soon be taking them to heaven. So they knew that they didn't have a long time to live. And this was something that they were really looking forward to, getting to go to heaven and be with her. But she had told them this. And in fact, they both do die very young at ages nine and 10. Uh, of the influenza epidemic that, that went through the world in the early 1900s. But at one point she offered to take Jacinta to heaven with her. And she was given a choice and Jacinta knew. She knew the value of suffering and so she chose to stay, to suffer more and longer for poor sinners. Interesting, because her greatest fear was being alone. She didn't like to be alone, but at the end of her life, she ended up being far from home and far from friends in a hospital where she died all alone. And she did this because she wanted to offer it up for poor sinners, because she wanted to join Jesus and Mary in the mission to save as many souls as possible. And this is what the message of Fatima is all about. And so again, I ask you, would you do that? Would you or I? It's something to contemplate this Lent. And I will tell you, the the feast days for uh, Jacinta and uh, Francisco Marto is February 20th, that's right at the beginning of, of Lent, just a few days into it. And so their lives, I don't know, maybe there are our Lenten guides this year, because even as children, they have so much to teach us. They have so much to show us because they are spiritual giants. They are saints and they had their eyes on heaven and on pleasing our Lord. So I have a, a conversation of Francisco with some women and I'm going to read it to you. Do you want to be a carpenter? No, madame. A soldier? No, madame. Surely you would like to be a doctor. Not that either. Then I know what you would like to be, a priest. 
Then you could say mass and preach. No, madame, I do not want to be a priest either. I don't want to be anything. I want to die and go to heaven. And this, this dialogue, uh, it comes from Francisco's father. He knew his son's heart and he knew that when it came time for his son to die, that he wanted to offer that, that last suffering because he died of the influenza too. He wanted to offer that last suffering for the salvation of souls and to make reparations to the heart of Jesus and Mary for the sins of mankind. And we also know from uh, his cousin, Lucia, she was the older of the three Fatima children and she lived well uh, in, into old age. But we know from her memoirs that she tells us a couple things about Francisco. When the influenza came upon him, he was feeling sick for a long time and he would be walking off to school. They'd walk to school, but he would just not go to school. He'd just go to the church instead. And uh, he wanted to be near the hidden Jesus because he knew he was going to be going to heaven soon. And so he didn't see a point in going to school. He just followed his heart and went and went and spent the day with Jesus. And we know, of course, when it came time for him to die, when, when he pretty much knew that by morning he would be dead, um, he did say goodbye to his sister and goodbye to his cousin. And the way they spoke to one another, it was like they knew he was crossing over. Like he was the first one that, of the three that was going to get to go to heaven. So they had messages for him. Tell Jesus and Mary we love him and we can't wait to come. And, and he said, I'll be praying for you. And, you know, it, it was just like, almost like if you send somebody on a trip and you, you know, they're going to go on a trip and you're telling them, oh, do this and do that and do that for me and tell this person this. It was like that. It was so real. They had such strong faith. Simple, but strong, simple and profound. Mother Mary, we can say she is the best mother ever. And she did not withhold the truth from three children about the reality of our situation on earth, about the condition of the world, what was needed, what they needed to do and what was at stake. She didn't withhold that information from them. And I think that that's a good example that, you know, a lot of people are afraid to tell children that there is a hell and that there's consequences for sin. But we owe it to them to tell them, of course, balanced with the joy of heaven. That's how Mother Mary did it. There's a, a whole picture to give, and it's a great one. It's the kerygma on a level that a child can, can receive it. But sometimes people object to that and they're afraid to do it. And I just say, well, you know what? If Mother Mary did it, she made the reality of the situation known to the children because their spiritual input made a difference. There are souls in heaven because of what they did. And there are souls in heaven because of what other children do. They are great warriors for Jesus and they know how to be simple. Look at Therese. She will teach you how to be simple. If you do the simplest things with love for God, how much power is there? And sometimes we say silly things like oh, religion and all that, all those Bible stories and stuff. The names are complicated. The storyline is come. They're never going to get it. You know, wait till they're older. You know, no. Tell them when they're young. How many five-year-olds do you know that can tell you a story with all kinds of complicated names that you and I cannot 
pronounced back to them, but they know them and they get them right every time. And and intertwined and sophisticated and complicated storylines. I mean, children really do. If they have the capacity to know all that kind of stuff, then they, they have the capacity to learn about Jesus and Mary and the plan of salvation and, and, and what we're here for on earth and what's at stake and, and where we're going. They can, they can take it all in and really do a lot of good in this world and in the spiritual realm. They really can. Mary didn't water anything down when she was talking to the children of Fatima. She was forthright and honest, and she did not withhold important information to their salvation and the salvation of the people. The Virgin Mary did show the children hell. We have it from the memoirs of Sister Lucia, the oldest uh, of, the, of the three children. And here, is, here are parts of what she said. We saw a vast sea of fire. Plunged in this fire, we saw the demons and the souls of the damned. The latter were like transparent burning embers, all blackened and having human forms. They were floating about, now raised into the air by the flames together with great clouds of smoke. Now they fell back on every side like sparks into huge fires, without weight or equilibrium amid shrieks and groans of pain and despair, which horrified us and made us tremble with fright. The demons were distinguished by their terrifying likeness to frightful unknown animals, black and transparent like burning coals. That vision only lasted for a moment, thanks to our good heavenly mother, who at, who at the first apparition had promised to take us to heaven. Without that, I think we would have died of terror and fear. So during Lent, you know, if you take uh, a saint for a model to help you do some reflective thinking, um, I would recommend Francisco and Jacinta. They've got a lot to offer. And there's this book. I love this book and I highly recommend it. It's called Fatima for Today and it's by um, Father Apostoli. That is the best book there is on Fatima, in my opinion. And there's a chapter just devoted to these two young seers and their personalities and their lives. Saints, Francisco and Jacinta, pray for us. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with author and speaker, Julie Durko. For more about Julie, visit her website at catholicfinishstrong.com and follow her YouTube channel, Catholic Saints on Mission. You can find previous episodes of Your Next Mission from God on the free Hail Mary Media app or your favorite podcast platform. Your Next Mission from God is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.